Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pastor Dad Podcast. Um, tonight, I'm actually really excited. So this is my first, um, I guess you can say, um, traveling episode. Um, and uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, this dude um, has been someone that, man, I've known you for a long time, dude. It's been a minute, man. It's been a long time. Yes. Sure. Yeah, maybe more. I yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, he is uh, Pastor Paul Fernandez. Woo! Um, he is what? What's your? I know you were youth. What's yeah, your actual... I am a small groups pastor right now. There you go. That is the title so far. I'll change probably in another six months, but <laughs> that's what it is right now. <laughs> so uh, both of us are young dads, as you guys uh, know from my story, and and he's a young dad. Uh, Paul, for people who don't know you, um, kind of. Kind of what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your family situation like? Shoot. All right. So I have a five-year-old. Her name's Sayla. I got a three-year-old. Her name's Hadassah. And I have a four-month-year-old. And her name is Mariah. So three ladies in the house. We got a lot going on. Wait, wait. How many bathrooms? Uh, We got two bathrooms. We got two bathrooms. Uh, One that the girls use and one that I use, basically. That's usually how it goes. My wife has... Moved her whole life with the other girls in the bathroom, so she's a stay-at-home uh, mom right now, and so yeah, we're just rocking it out. So that's what we got going on. So it's a busy household, man. I bet we man. got tons of things going on. I bet. So, yeah. uh, tell us your kind of kind of your background, your your relationship with Christ, and and all of that. Oh man, um, I would say back in two thousand four. Uh, speaking of Kanye West, he's really popular right now because he's doing these uh, um, these. Uh, Sunday services and so it's re- he dropped a uh, song called Jesus Walks and I heard it and I was like whoa I was like I, I wasn't a believer at the time I was like that's interesting like a rapper is talking about Jesus a couple of weeks came by saw the passion of Christ had a few people share Jesus with me in the gym and before I know it I'm at Faith Family Church and I am um, Believing in the Lord. I, it's just really weird for me. So yeah. a lot has happened in between that, but that's for a whole nother podcast. So uh, I came to know the Lord in 2005, grew up, went to YWAM with his uh, Youth with the Mission and got trained with them, ended up going to a Bible school that I like to not mention. And then I went to a Bible school in <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and... Uh, yeah. We're just going to move right over that. Yeah, we're going to move right. That's a whole other podcast. And then, uh, yeah, and then I started traveling and speaking at youth groups and college groups. And then I came back and, yeah, then I ended up becoming the youth pastor later on. And, yeah, man, I just love the Lord. Uh, I love theology. I love uh, God and his word and his people, even though we could be really crazy sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah, man, God just wrecked my life, and I want everyone else to know that He lives and that He's real. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that's one thing that I've always appreciated about you is the fact that, like, no matter where you're at, like, you're always open to to share Jesus with people. Right. I mean, I remember uh, <laughs> what was uh, oh, you're gonna share that story? Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we bachelor were bachelor party. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were at a at a bachelor party and. And doing, you know, doing what guys do, doing what Christian guys yeah. do. Um, not at a, you know, a certain club. Like, we ain't going to do that. We ain't, we ain't club. Uh, we ain't club. No. Um, but it was, a, it was a cigar joint that we were at. And we were hanging out. 
And uh, long story short, this lady was was cray cray. And yeah. that whole night, like there was this whole like group of people like that, that were just sitting there and they were partying, they were drinking and doing all kinds of interesting things. And Paul's preaching Jesus. And it was to start standing on the coffee table. It was. Like, I was like, preach, preach, preach. Tell him the Lord. Tell him. <laughs> It was awesome. It was great. I was just believing that they get sober up and they would know the truth. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was great. That's just yeah. That's who I am, man. I just love the Lord and I want everyone to know about it. And yeah. so I'll do anything to make it happen. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Man. So, um, so the the main focus uh, for us is, for the podcast is uh, is the pastor dad. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that I'm a pastor dad, but it's a basically what men should be thinking of themselves at home. Yeah. Um, not just as a leader in the home, but as a pastor. Yeah. Um, and, and that, I think for me, like when, when I got that idea after reading many, many scriptures, um, it, it sunk in my, my role. When mm-hmm. I wake up, when I go to bed, um, how is it to, to guide my family through certain situations? Yeah. How is it to love my wife? Um, what does it look like for even my, my cul-de-sac into the, the neighborhood, into the city, and so on and so forth? Mm-hmm. Um, so what, is that, what does that look like for you? When, when you think of the pastor dad, Paul, at home, what does that look like? Jeez. One, I love that wording. I'll just start there just because it's, um, I don't know, people have a different form of what leadership looks like. I think people define it differently. Uh, but when you say pastor dad, I think that's a loaded, that's a loaded statement in the sense of, you're not only correcting, but you're caring mm. and you're loving. Um, and you're just all these things um, to help shepherd and lead to a certain place. And so, yeah, for me, I just think it's like intentionality to the max. So when I think of being a pastor dad or just being a dad at home with all these girls, I'm just thinking about the world and what girls have had to deal with and all that. And so, the reality is real for me just because in the sense of I have these three or four innocent women in my home who I am now in charge over. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, it's, it just brings a whole new gambit. So I'd say first, it's this new job position that I've got. So I used to know what I was doing with my job. And so now I'm super tired. Like, I am mm. exhausted. Like, when I get home, like... My bedtime is 8.30 now. No, it's just like, Dude, I am tired. I hear you I am that. so tired. <laughs> and so what I have to tell myself now, it's like, hold on, hold on. It's, I have to drive into overdrive because I don't want my wife and my children to have like mm. 10% of what's left of me. Yeah. But they deserve more. And so, uh, yeah. So for me, it's just being present and being there on the floor, um, playing, rolling around, getting in their face, asking them questions, eating with them. And so, yeah. So I don't know if that was your initial question, but like for me, it's just really just being present and there as much as I can. Cause for me, I really just want to be on my phone. I just want to be on my phone. I just want to do my own thing. I just want to throw in a cartoon, yeah. like hang out my wife or just do me. And it's just like, no, I need to get on the floor right now and I need to like roll around and I need to like see what they're doing and do these girly things. I'm painting nails over here and I'm asking them what their dreams are, even though they told me what it was five weeks ago. (laughs) I'm just like, hey, what do you want to be this time? What's your favorite color this week? Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like really intentional being present and just there. And I'm not perfect. So like I remember even last night I was holding my three-month-year-old. My wife was out. 
Um, so I had all the girls, and I'm holding my, my little baby, and then my toddlers are running around, and my middle child really wants to hang out with me. And I was like, yeah, not right now. Let me get her to go to bed. She's like, no, just just, just put down your phone, Dad. It's like, dang. Oh. You're three. <laughs> and yep. she's like, put yep. it down. And she kept putting it down. And I was like, I'll put it down, but I still got to hold my baby. She's like, but you can still play with me. Yeah. And I was like, dang it. So for me, it's really just being intentional and being present and in the game. So I have to tell myself, I almost need an energy drink. I feel like sometimes it's just... Here we go, pump myself up, let's get it in. But yeah. really, it's just like that face-to-face time of being with them. And that's what a shepherd should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, when you were saying your story, I think it was, uh, I remember, I think it was Chandler, Matt Chandler, that talked years and years ago. I heard him in a sermon talk about how um, how as he's driving home, I think it's only like a 15, 20-minute drive for, from where he lives to the church. Yeah. He's like on his way home from, from church, um, he goes quiet so that he can start re-energizing um, so cool. because that way yeah. all the energy that he's burnt at the church and throughout the day, mm-hmm. he can get at least some of that back um, because it's not right for him to it's just not, give man. this family leftovers because they have to come first. Come on. So that's really good. So that's yeah. so good. Yeah. I love that. Do, do, <laughs> do it was funny you were talking about laying on the floor. There's been times... That and I don't know if this happened to you, but I'll be honest with it. I have laid on the floor and my kids are crawling all over me, and I wake up and I'm like, "What? It's been like 30 oh, minutes." Yeah, I'm bro. like, "What? What happened?" Oh, no. <laughs> I was just falling asleep. No, I've had that. Sh- yeah, I've had that with my firstborn, <laughs> and I'm like, she cannot be by herself, but she was because I was asleep on the floor. <laughs> this girl crawled wherever she could at the house, and thank yep. God. She's healthy. She's all. Yep. She's out of Wanas right now. We're good. There's <laughs> yeah. Because my times like is everybody in the house. Where are the knives? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I hope there wasn't any pens on the ground. Yep. But nah, yep. dude. No, that's real, bro. That is so real. That is so real. <laughs> so, um, so tell us what um, what does family worship look like for you guys Woo. at the house? Uh, so family worship right now. Um, I'm pretty hyper. I'm a pretty hyperactive guy, and my girls love to dance, and so. Uh, we bust out YouTube and we will sing a hype song and dance. And so we're kind of having fun and doing the deal. And uh, then I go into preacher mode, as my daughter calls it, uh, where she'll sit down, she'll pretend she's at church and I'll I'll preach to her. And uh, then she gives, then she comes up and she gives a encouraging word, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then we sit down and we read a. Uh, uh, right now we're really into the the biggest story. Yeah, uh, uh, I think it's De Young. Yeah, yeah, and love that guy. And so we're reading through the biggest story. And so right now, as we kind of read through the big story, it's kind of an overview for those that aren't familiar. It's an overview of the Bible, so yeah. it's not like verse by verse. And so what it's I like really to do, good. yeah, awesome. Uh, and so what I do is I try to break that down for her and just so she can kind of know. And so, um, yeah, I do a little bit of everything. I think my famous one is uh, when we talk about uh, Exodus and the Passover. And I take her Lammy. Oh, and, no. Uh, I cut. Uh, I pretend to cut. Oh, no. I pretend to cut the, the throat and... Uh, I spew ketchup on the floor. No. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we paint the doorpost, but I have over the door, I have like like oh. just regular copies of paper around the door. So we paint that it is with ketchup. And then so then we have someone that's the angel of death. And usually that's my wife. <laughs> um, and, uh, 
And she'll walk no by. But all the other children and animals have passed away. But all the Israelites that have obeyed the word of the Lord. Oh, snap. So it gets intense. It gets intense. Oh, but, but then there's moments where it's like we'll play like whatever. We'll play a certain story. And yeah, man. So we usually act out. So that's where we're at in our stage of life right now. In our So the thing that we need to learn about this is don't do that to give your kids nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> she, Make sure you're teaching a point. To this day, she has yet to do that. Everyone is like, bro, you're going to give her nightmares. Holy She's going like, to hate God. the Bible. But she loves it. She loves the physical, like, you get to interact with it. She loves that she gets to paint over the wall. Like, that is awesome. she is not obsessed with Lamy getting her, like, neck slit. She's, like, obsessed with, oh, like, I get to do stuff. And so she's, she's going to turn into a goth chick. I man. hope she does. <laughs> that would be horrible. Like, well, my dad kept slitting on the lambs. I was just like, you know what? This is normal. You know? Oh, shoot. So, yeah, dude. So, we're really just interactive. So, family worship looks like interacting and playing. Yeah. But using the scriptures to come to life. And I know, like, life isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but, like, just, you know, I've been a preacher for, like, I don't even know how long, like, eight years. And it's just like, you have your different environments and you got to teach according to your different environments. And so for me, I'm just saying, okay, there's this young girl, girls who are growing up. How can I get it to them the best way? And so right now I'm hitting the oldest uh, with, you know, acting seems to be really her thing. And yeah, and then we kind of do that. So that's kind of our deal. So we read it, we worship together, we dance, we read, and then we act it out and then we end in prayer. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So... Um, you know, we try to, we try to hit it all the time. doesn't happen all the time. She at least gets it two or three times a week, like as a family. Um, we try to knock that out, but the more we can do that, the better. So that's kind of what it looks like right now. Um, what is, um, the most, I guess your, your hardest time that you went through and, and how did you deal with that at home? Ooh, you mean as like a maybe family? Go, maybe going through, maybe going through ministry, mm-hmm. something you were do, dealing with at work, and how did you deal with that with Ooh. family? Dang man, that's a really good question. I have to ponder. We might have to edit this one. <laughs> uh, dang. Um. Wow. You know what? Um. When the news happened about Darren Patrick, ooh, that broke my heart. Yeah, um, yeah, he was just—he was a lot to the community, and as a younger minister, I naturally just looked up to him. You know what I mean? And when I when that happened, like I thought, this is gonna be me. Mm. And I guess going home, dealing with it was—it made me that much more intentional to be present with my wife and with my kids. And so, so like, I kind of flipped it. I was like, okay, like, he's human. Like, we all are. Like, we mess up. And so that kind of shocks me into being like, okay, um, I need to guard my heart, guard my mind, and be there. And so, um, but it was hard because I kind of felt like my dad, which I didn't want to equal up to him at all because he's been through Vietnam. He's been through war. So I have moments I have a, uh, where he'll just stare at the wall. Mm long time yeah or he'll look at the tv but he's not looking at the tv right and so he's kind of gone and i would have those moments when the whole thing happened with darren just because it was so personal to me because of you know him being in st louis area i was just like oh yeah, yeah like this is what we need to aspire to be like 
And so I remember just staring at the wall like, dang, man, maybe I should think of another career. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even though I felt like the Lord really yeah. called me. And it was just that moment of like kind of walking in fear. And so I had to jumble myself out of that. And my wife helped me with that. Um, but navigating through that and trying to use that the best I could. And I don't know really what my kids were thinking because they're so young right now. I don't think, I think my wife felt it more than my kids. Um, but yeah, just kind of navigating and through that, kind of actually using some of my stuff for them, not spilling my beans like, hey, there's this really good guy in town. Right. Um, but there's this, you know, but I just try to love on them as best as I can. So yeah, I don't know. That, that kind of hit a personal chord. But yeah, I would say like, like there's moments where I'll just stare at the wall, man, and I'll just be out of it. And I just have to give myself grace because there's some weeks you just blow it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not even a day. Like you blow weeks. And it's like, dang, dude, I need to get back on track right now. Yeah. And so it's just about getting back up and saying, you know what? <laughs> the Lord really does forgive and he gives mercy and grace. And so it's getting up and doing it the best you can again and again. And if you fall, get back up again. Yeah. So. You know, I, I think that's a, a good point, man, is that as I, th- I think there's, at least I've kind of seen it, is that in like the culture that we're in is that you've got guys that kind of in our age, age bracket that are trying to do everything they can at times um, to push back against the, you know, being a millennial mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, I got to be perfect and everything and so on and so forth. And then you got guys on the other end that just kind of don't care you know yeah yeah, i'm married yeah i got kids but it's my life i'm gonna do what i want um and and realizing that especially for those guys who man i gotta do everything perfect and if i don't i'm gonna fail to realize you're going to fail like it's okay to fail yeah um you're, you're going to i think i don't remember who who wrote the book but um talking about leading uh leading with a limp uh i don't remember who wrote I'm looking on the, on the show, see if you have it. But oh, I got rid of so many books, man. I know. <laughs> Good for Don't you. look at that show. I got rid of tons of stuff. I should have done that uh, when we moved. Uh, <laughs> but but he he does in that in that in that book he he talks about leading with a limp and being okay with with leading through your hurt through your pain, Dan? huh? Dan, is his name Dan? Dan, yeah. Dan Allender. Dan Allender. That's it. Hey. That's it. Thank you, Google. Well, thank you, Google. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he talks about leading, leading with a limp, and and he's talking about leading lead, leadership in in the church from a pastor standpoint. Yeah. Uh, but leading your family and knowing that, especially, I think it's hard for for me that you know Kim and I have we're, we're starting to realize now is that we've been through a lot in yeah. the twelve years that we've been married, mm. um, and we really haven't had time to just settle down and focus on each other. Uh, we've, we've gone through a ton. Um, and now we're at this place where like, let's just slow down. Yeah, dude. You know, I mean, uh, Tim, uh, I mean, uh, uh, the Davises, yep. um, they're, dude, they've become in our, like, like in our go-tos dude, lately yeah, and they were like, you guys need to just slow down. Um, so and so that's been that's been good for us, just focusing on each other. Um, and so going through that, and when you do slow down, your wife is going to know the areas that you suck in. Yep. Um, and if she doesn't, then you're not being honest. Yeah. And and so leading leading with that limp and knowing that you're gonna fail, but Jesus is not. Come on. That's that that's a hard thing I think for us as guys 
to to walk in. Yeah. Like that's just not easy. It's not. So and and I think, you know, talking about Darren, if you guys don't know, uh I'll put a link. Uh Darren actually just did a podcast. I remember who the guys was. Uh, but kind of talking about the story and where he's at. It was a really, actually a really good podcast. Um, and uh, so I'll leave that in a link below for you guys. Check uh, it out, you guys check want to check it out. But, um, but, but I think seeing, especially going through, I mean, so many guys at that time. I mean, mm-hmm. Darren and Driscoll and, and all these guys that, that were failing. Um, and I think for me at that time, um, going through, you know, I want to be a pastor. I'm going to plant a church. Mm. Um, I think there were guys that used their, um, use them as an example to come back on me and come harder. Wow. And at times that was good. And at other times I'm like, bro, like I'm not, I'm not dealing with the same yeah. issues that Driscoll did or, right. you know, so on and so forth did. I'm like, so let's, let's bring it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, have you ever gone through that? Have you ever gone through a time where, um, you know, you're like, I, I, I know I'm supposed to be where I'm at, but man, just people are just like, like pushing me. And I'm just like, where do I go? Like, do I keep pushing forward with what God's called me to, or do I just like sit where I'm at and just keep getting beat up? Like, have have you gone through that before? Yeah. I just feel like a lot of people have expectations for other people that are just unrealistic. And I like for me, like everyone's like, well, why don't you have your church right now, Paul? Like, you clearly can be preached. You clearly can do this. And it's just like, yeah, cool. Like, Dude, that's I nice. I encouraged you to do that. Yeah, thing. You, did, did. you did. You did. You did. And, I did. And I think that's a great idea. And I think, Lord willing, the Lord probably will one day. It's just, this is not it. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard because it sounds really cool in my mind. But, like, that's not where I'm at right now. Yeah. And it sucks sometimes. And so you kind of have that. And there's this expectation that everyone kind of has, like, like almost like I'm failing people because mm-hmm. I'm not stepping into that. And I think some people, like, with you, like, sharing with the Mark and the Darian thing, like, there's some spaces, but sometimes it just really hurts. You're in a vulnerable season where you're just like, bro, I'm just trying to live right now, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to pay my bills. Yeah. I'm just trying to get my head space and the right space. And it's just, like, so overwhelming because, one, I'm sure you talk about this in your podcast a lot, but, man you and your wife are just like the number one and if that doesn't get right then your kids aren't gonna get right your family's not gonna get right period and so it's that and so it's that headspace and so for me i would say i'm gonna transition over for me it's hard to connect with my wife who asks fifty thousand questions and i'm exhausted but i know that every moment that i give her a sliver of something yeah like it's gonna be good that we can be on a connecting level and so, because that's where I feel some of the pressure from the most because she's so close to me. So, and if I'm not opening up about my feelings and my hurt, she's just assuming based on my lack of response. Mm. And I would say like, besides other people in the ether of your world, sometimes it's your wife. If you're not fostering that relationship with your wife to like connect and talk with her and literally tell you, tell her how your day was like, that can come back to bite you. Like, like, these women want detail, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where we could be like, oh, yeah, it kind of just happened. And we're good with the Mark version. But she wants a Luke version of our life. <laughs> like, she really yeah. wants to know, like, the yeah. account detail, word by word, and how did you feel and all that. And it's just like, I don't know, it's really important. And, like, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed because I'm like, dang, girl, 
I'm pouring my heart and my soul out to all these people. Like, can I just chill at the house? But she wants somebody who's present. And again, that's why I said earlier with my kids and my family, being present so I can be present for my wife. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, tell people where uh, if they want to hook up with you. Oh, I mean yeah. not hook up, but yeah, I know what you mean. Connect, you mean. connect with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first, you guys can check out uh, my YouTube channel, Paul Anthony Fernandez. You'll see the proper spelling in the description. But I got a, I got what we call word of the day, and I just give uh, inspirational talk a little bit and then yeah let's see my instagram real quick paul underscore fernandes and yeah you can just check me out there and see what's up see what's going on and hopefully i'll have a podcast coming soon this is motivating me to do more so we'll see it's so easy dude i don't know why no more more people don't do it. i don't know why either you know who told me to do it that uh that's when I said, I'm going to do it. And then I didn't do it. And then you said, hey, you want to come feature in the podcast? I'm like, dang. You ever heard of Andy Frisella? Uh-uh. So Andy Frisella is like the rock of St. Louis. I'll just kind of say it like that. So he owns Supplement Superstore. Okay. And he's the hot shot. And he has a podcast called MFCEO. Not that I want to be promoting his podcast. Because <laughs> there's a lot of F words dropped in that thing. But, but he is. But he's Listen like, at your own. Uh, yeah. Own. Uh, Risk. Uh, risk. Thank yeah, you. don't uh, don't let your kids listen. But what he has to say it's is kind of like a Joe Rogan. Dude, yeah. He's in your face. He's so real. It's like what every preacher wishes he could be from the pulpit. And mm. just like, you know what I mean? But he just says it on his podcast. Um and anyway, uh I was um I was at his house uh doing a side job uh that I do on the side because those pastors got those side jobs. And I was delivering some furniture to him and he looked at me and he's like, You need to start a podcast. And I was like, the Rock of St. Louis told me to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I have it. And so now I'm, like, speaking with Matt Hample right now. And so I'm like, frick, man, I got to make this happen. <laughs> so mark my words, podcasters. So that's it, man. Cool. All right, man. Cool. Uh, guys, as always, uh, if you guys can leave a description review, uh, that helps this message get out to other guys wherever you guys listen. Um, iPad, I, iPad, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all of those places. Um, that would help us out a lot. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Um, but most importantly, uh, love Jesus, love your family, and love those around you. Talk to you guys next week. Peace out.